All right. Hey, welcome to Iron Bell Ministries podcast. I'm Stephen McWhorter, and I am crazy excited to have um, this person in the studio slash cabin <laughs> with me, and it's Kelsey Ock. Uh, and many of you guys may not know um, Kelsey, but uh, I believe that what is on her that's from the Lord is so contagious that you're going to know about Kelsey Ock. That I'm just going to say that now um, because uh, the Lord is just moving on her life in the most powerful way. And my wife and I just love you to death. It's amazing. My <laughs> wife, it's like she talks more about you than anybody I know. I'm like... <laughs> <sighs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, so uh, anyways, I just thought it'd be great to have you in here um, to share, uh, just to talk about Jesus and your heart. And it's just amazing. I think it's contagious just for you to talk about him is contagious for people. So uh, say hello. Hey, everybody. I'm just so excited to be here. And this could be the longest podcast ever if I start talking about the Lord. So don't Stephen will have to cut me off. Don't worry. We have a giant shepherd staff that pulls people <laughs> out of the cabin through the window. Um, so, no, you know, oh, what? I, you know, somebody I was talking with recently and we were we were talking about you and um, they were saying, you know, the thing about Kelsey is it's like. She's like one of those people that if you're in a wind tunnel, you know, you can only take so much. Like eventually you're going to give up and walk out. But you're one of those people that won't leave because you're like, God, I'm not leaving till you're finished. And yeah. I thought that was so such a great picture of you. And I think um, that relentless pursuit that the Lord has put on your life for him is sounds like a grandiose thing to talk about but i think it's something that when you talk about it it's going to stir the heart of people listening mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about your journey and how you've kind of recently gotten to this place with the lord where it may have been your whole life but i'd love to hear a little bit about how you've recently gotten this place maybe where you're just so sold out for him and kind of your heart with all that yeah i think about a year and a half ago if someone were to were to have asked me do you know the lord I'd have probably laughed at him and been like, yeah, face to face, you mm. know, and think like, are they joking? Of course I know God. Right. And I felt like I knew father, I knew son, but I was never introduced and never knew the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so my love for the Lord wasn't complete without the fullness of the Trinity. Yeah. And so um, I just began to talk about that with the Lord and like, what does it look to go deeper with you and mm. to relentlessly pursue you? And so I began to just kind of go after him in a way that I'd never really done before. And, um, you know, like I wouldn't look at you or Tara and be like, well, you do something to make me want to spend time with you. Yeah. Be like, I hate you. Get away from me, you know. <laughs> but I asked the Lord that. I, I would pray over and over every day, like, God, will you help me want to spend time with you? Will you help me want to desire your word and crave your presence? And mm. he answered that prayer. And I can look back in college and even a few years post-college, like that was the prayer that I prayed over and over. And he was so faithful to that. Mm. And it was such a naive prayer, but it was like a child like prayer, like, dad, you've got to do something to make me want to hang out with you. And he did that. And so, um, now he's planted a prayer in my heart of Lord, take me to a part of your heart that no one else has ever been before. Mm. And so I'm kind of now in this dark place of going to, um, places in his heart that no one's ever been before. And that's hard. You know, that relentless pursuit is hard, but it's worth it. So mm. the journey has been really cool and really awesome, but I've had to learn a lot of hard lessons about my flesh too and getting my flesh out of the way so I can pursue that pure relationship with God. Yeah. I, uh, 
You know, you, you're somebody that is funny to me and I'm going to say this cause you would never say this, but you're not on social media right now, No. which is like, my <laughs> brain is like having trouble grasping that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to like, you know, have a, no, I'm a recluse. I have how, no idea what's going how on. How do you live? I'm just kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> but seriously, but seriously, how do you live? No. Um, <laughs> do people know you're alive? They know you're existing still, but no, you know, talk about how you kind of got it. Do you mind if I ask how you kind of got to that place? Oh no. Yeah. I'll tell you. Um, end of last year, the Lord just started talking to me a lot about, um, purity. And there's so many verses in the Bible that says like the pure in heart will see God and God is holy. And Jesus was the perfect person, the perfect representation of what it looked like to have complete intimacy with the father. And I believe that was because he had no sin to separate him from the father. And so as we pursue a holy life, as we pursue a pure life and not just being washed in the blood of Jesus, but actually having a pure life, like void of anything that could taint that relationship, then we're able to go closer. And so I started recognizing even like TV shows that, um, would just get kind of stuck in my mind, things that I knew the Lord wouldn't want me watching, things that were so contrary to my real home and heaven, what was going on up there, you know? And so at the end of 2015, the Lord said, I want you to go off social media. And I thought he meant for the month of January. And then he said for the full year, and he said, 2016 will be a year of devotion Mm -hmm. to me. And so honestly, like it was hard for me because I would pull up Facebook or Instagram while I was walking to my car in a parking lot or at a stoplight or whatever. And it was just, it was ridiculous, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I began to just have all this time on my hands. And I said, okay, God, like if you ask me to give it up, I'm going to pursue you in the time Mm -hmm. that I would use it. And he's really protected me in that. It's not only drawn me closer to him, but it's protected me from the things of the world and even like friendships and relationships that probably weren't the best for me. Um, God's kind of separated me and set me apart to just pursue him. And now I'm actually experiencing a deeper relationship with the Lord because even things that were impure, um, were completely removed from my life. And now it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? So uh, personally, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> but if someone, if someone puts something up on Facebook or Instagram, I tell my friends, like, if you need me to see it, or you want me to be invited to something, you're going to have to screenshot it and send it to me, you know, because I will not get on there unless mm. someone like shows me something. So get the carrier pigeon ready. We need to tell Kelsey <laughs> about this thing we're doing. Yeah. Now people know I'm still alive. So that's great. <laughs> Where is Kelsey? She's out churning her own butter somewhere. Uh, you know, I hope I, he doesn't ask me to do that. <laughs> No, uh, no, I think it's great. You know, I'm joking, but honestly, I love that. I think that we hear stuff like that and people hear stuff like that and they go, well, that she's like the Navy seals of like Christian people. It's like the elite few, but I think the Lord calls everybody into those seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I have been in a season like that where I just cut everything out and spent large parts of that time just in his presence. And those were huge life-shaping times for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those moments were the moments where I heard things from the Lord that I'd never heard from him before yeah. that have actually brought me to the place that he has me today, which was huge, like mm-hmm. destiny fulfillment kind of stuff mm-hmm. that if I hadn't gotten that place, I wouldn't have heard because the noise of the world can seems like a cacophony sometimes. Right. Like it's almost hard to 
you know, you, you, you can't plug your ears enough and go, nah, 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 nah. It's right. like so loud. And uh, even recently I was talking about that, like Greg Diedrich, who is the founder of the ministry here, Armbo Ministries, always says, you know, he tells a story about how he fasted from news mm. and, you know, cable news and stuff like that for a while because he said the Lord said it was robbing his hope. Wow. Uh, and it's true. It's like we, it's sometimes we just got to get away from it and just get in his face right. for a period, sometimes extended period of time so we can reset yeah, and step back in um, with a better lens. Right. And I think too, like keeping my ear, keeping our ears to his mouth because he always does things different. Mm. And when you said seasons, that was huge. Cause I went through a season where I felt that he wanted me to get up super early every morning. And so I did cut that out. Right. Um, and so I did, but then, um, I was recognizing the shifting in my heart uh, that I was even making that a religious thing. Mm. And the Lord is not about religion. He's about relationship. Yeah. And so he's now ha- has me in a season where I'm resting with him. And so my time with him now has shifted to the afternoon or on a drive or before bed or maybe early in the morning, but it's not okay. Every morning at 5am you're getting up and you're spending time with Jesus because That's that good. quickly becomes a religion and not a relationship. So it's good. It was great when you said season, because that that's perfect. That's what our God does. He takes us through seasons, but we're always enjoying him. Mm. And if it ever becomes about, well, I have to do this and I'm just checking it off the list. Mm. Um, it's not relationship. And so we have to really be sensitive to that balance between religion and relationship. Mm. You know, I love, uh, you know, I heard you speak once at um, a church where I was leading worship and, um, I, I looked over to my wife. I said, this might be one of the best <laughs> things I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, it's like so drawn into it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you said is like, you know, it was an acts where you said, and this is kind of what we're talking about really mm-hmm. is that, you know, uh, people know they saw the disciples and they were like, man, they knew these people are unlearned people that all of a mm-hmm. sudden knew all these things and they were walking in this power. And they took note that these people had been with Jesus. Yeah. And just that, when you unpacked that a little bit and talked about that, it's like, do people see that in us? Do they see that in us? They go, they take note and go, that person's been with Jesus. Right. And I think that's really what we're talking about is that, that we live out of that place where we are with Jesus. Yeah. Like solely with him in a way where our hearts and our minds are with him. Yeah. Uh, that when people see us interacting in this world and when we see us, they take note that mm-hmm. they that we've been with Jesus, that we right. live with Jesus. Right. Well, and even as believers, I've thought recently, could someone look at my life and say, oh, she believes in Jesus, so I can tell that she's been with Jesus, but I could see Jesus saying that, or I could see Jesus doing that, or I could see Jesus loving on that person like that. Oh. And so if someone doesn't even have a conversation with us, but mm. were to just watch us, could they say, yeah, I could put Jesus in her life right now and agree with everything that's happening. Mm. And that's my heart, you know, for believers, Lord, just given me a huge heart for people that know him to actually know him, you know, mm. and the Lord's planted in my heart recently. Like I truly believe and long for my relationship with him. The only thing that will be different when I get to heaven is that he's physically in front of me, mm. you know, and then that's be able good. to say, Oh, just a couple seconds ago, mm. I was talking with you, you know, but so many believers, I just feel in my heart they'll get there and it'll be like this 
introduction. Like I, I know you oh, and I knew your name, but I never knew you, you know, like soul knew you. Mm-hmm. And my heart for the church is that when we cross through the threshold of our real home, we're just like the only thing different is he's right there physically in front mm-hmm. of us. Oh. And, um, I heard a pastor speak once and he said, I've never baptized someone and they come up out of the water and they die. You know, like what happens with the 20, 30, 50, 70 years after you get baptized or after you give your life to the Lord? Lord, are we going to the deeper places of God? Because, I mean, because he's eternal, that validates our request for more. Always. We can always ask for more because of his eternal nature. Yeah. John 17, three says, Jesus is praying for his disciples. He says, you know, uh, father, I pray that they would have eternal life. And he says this, he says, eternal life is this to know you. Right. The one true God. Yeah. Because it takes all of eternity to get to know him. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. It's like a constant thing. But I want to know him now. Like yeah. you said, I love that. It's going to be an introduction for some people. Yeah. Instead of, a, oh, I was just talking with you a minute and now we're with each other. Right. Forever in a more, you know, I can see you. That's the only real difference. Yeah. Now yeah. there will be some things about it that are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Totally. But, <laughs> totally. Yeah. But there's still that, but I know you. Right. As you're with him, you're just going to be like, but I know you. Yeah. I'm with you now. And I feel like I've always known you. Yeah. And I, in, um, in Luke, this is interesting. I was just reading this, like, I think this morning it's uh Luke eight. And it says that Jesus calms the storm, right? It's the story when mm-hmm. Jesus and his disciples are on the boat and the storm comes and they're all freaking out. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, uh, you know, he, he calms and rebukes the raging waters of the storm. It says, and in verse 25, he says, where's your faith? He asked the disciples, mm-hmm. where were you freaking out? And then it says in, in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands the winds, the waters to obey him. Mm-hmm. They didn't know who he really was. Right. Right. <laughs> and they've know? been with him. The reason why their faith was like not coming out is they didn't know mm-hmm. who they were really with. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like, that's the thing in this world. I want to spend so much time with him. Not only that people see him in me and they go, Oh, I could see, like you said, I could see Jesus doing that. Right. I'm taking note that he's been with Jesus when I'm pressed when I'm pressed by this world, when I'm pressed by the storms, when I'm pressed by these things, I want to know him right. in such a way that in that moment, I'm unswervingly, you know, like it says in Hebrews 10, 23, I think it's like, I'm unswervingly holding to the hope right. um, of the one whose promise is faithful. You right. Know? Um, it's like that kind of stuff. But that what you were sharing from Luke 8 this morning before you're doing the podcast, I was just praying about. Um, what this would look like. And the Lord told me to go to Luke 11. And I always skip over this, the beginning verse, because it goes into um, how Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. But the first verse is, it says, uh, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And God was just taking me through this weird thing this morning of realizing like, these disciples had been with Jesus. Like they've watched him pray multiple times, but really what the Lord was showing me is that they were asking, Lord, teach us how to connect with the father. Like you do, you know, and like, okay, we've watched you. We've watched this day in and day out thing. Will you teach us how to pray? Will you teach us how to commune, conversate with the father like you do? And I feel like there's a craving and desire in the heart of so many Christians to look at other believers and say, teach me how to connect to the heart of the father like you do. Hmm. 
And so there has to become this um, spirit of vulnerability over Mm -hmm. the church to say, hey, listen, I love the way that you love the Lord and Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. So will your iron sharpen my iron so I can get to that deeper place? And we're all about saying, no, I'm fine where I am. Um, But really, we all should be pursuing this thing and Mm -hmm. going after the places in his heart that no one's ever been before. And Mm -hmm. I believe those places exist. And I believe we're supposed to go there as a unified body. And so, um, you know, even just this conversation is sharpening me to have a deeper craving and deeper desire for the things of the Lord, you Mm. know, and that's what I want to just encourage everyone with is there's always more, Mm. you know, it's never, we will have never arrived until he's right physically in front of us. And so we have to continue to encourage each other and even pray, God, give me a desire, give me a craving for your heart, you know, like I've never had in my entire life. And he answers that he's faithful. Man, that's so great. Um, man, Kelsey, it's awesome having you on here because I feel like just you talking and talking about the Lord will bless people. Thanks Um, for having me. Oh yeah. No. And you know, there's something about that. It's like, sometimes we get on this thing. It's like, what are we going to talk about? Just talk about what the Lord's doing. And we're so surprised by how people are like, that was awesome. We're like, well, okay. You know, it's just talk about him. It's like, there's something about it. It's just the, there's something that he does in that. Yeah. That's so powerful for people. And, um, Again, I just love your relentless pursuit of him. It's so uh, contagious. My my wife is like, I just want to be around Kelsey all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that woman so much. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, it's and that's what it's the Lord. It's just the Lord on your life, and uh, He wants to do that with so many people. And yeah. that is what part of your calling, I believe, is. It's just to show other people. Um, just with your life, you know, yeah. hey, go after him. Well, and I don't think that it's a striving thing. The Lord's had no. to tell me so many things and so many times in my life, see striving. And even this morning, he told me, I just want you to enjoy me. Yeah. And to be vulnerable, enjoying God is really hard for me because I always want to do stuff for him. Yeah. And um, I'll share just one little story. One time someone was praying for me and one of my mentors, someone I trust so much. And he said, I just see you as a little girl and the Lord wants you to just climb on his lap and just spend time with him. Hmm. And so I was driving home that day and I was just talking to the Lord and I'm like, I thought I was at that place. Like I thought, I thought I was there. I thought I let you love me and all that. And he said, Kelsey, you don't let anybody do anything for you. (laughs) And he said, you never let anybody buy your meal. You never let anybody hardly even open a door for you. You never let anybody do anything for you. Mm -hmm. And you will hardly let me love you. Mm -hmm. And I just broke down. And because I know, I know that was the truth. Mm -hmm. And then he asked me a question that I'll never forget. And he said, would you have let me die for you? Mm -hmm. And I immediately was at the cross seeing myself getting between Jesus and the cross and saying, you will not, you know, you will not die for me. Mm-hmm. But until I get to that place and until we as the church get to the place where we allow Jesus to love us and we enjoy him mm-hmm. and we're just relishing his presence and he's loving us and we're loving mm-hmm. him. And it's just this beautiful dance. Awesome. Um, we'll never go anywhere. You know, no <laughs> one else will ever be attracted to Jesus unless mm-hmm. they see such a pure relationship between us and the father. And it's so possible, you know, it is for everybody listening. It is so possible to go deeper with God and it's the best decision to set yourself apart for the relentless pursuit that you'll ever make. 
I love that. I love the idea that that pursuit is though. Like pursuit sounds like striving. Like even the word like makes you think I got to work real hard and go after this thing. Yeah. But it really is a pursuit that stops stri- striving. Right. It really is a letting go. Yeah. Um, and so we don't, you know, I don't want anybody to hear this is this legalistic thing. Everybody go get off of social media and go home and no way. turn off your TVs and sit in the dark <laughs> and say, Jesus loves you. Jesus, I love you. And, uh, cause you know, he, he does love you and he, he's his, it's enjoy him. Learn oh my to gosh. Totally. Him. And even just sitting with him, you know, I've, I've thought, Lord, are you going to call me back on social media? You know, but it's a season, like we said before. Yeah. And his is the only pursuit in the entire world where there's no such thing as striving. Every come, other pursuit is striving. You're, you're going to get back on social media. It's going to be like an onslaught of, of kitten <laughs> memes. It's going to be like, where did all these memes about kittens come from? Oh, it's Kelsey's back. Hang in there. She must be back. <laughs> so, oh, all right. Well, anyways, why don't you pray for us? Yeah. And, um, yeah, just do that. All right. Um, Jesus, we just love you, God. And Lord, we love who you are. We love your character. We love that you are our savior and our friend, um, that you're our father, but you're also the king of kings and Lord of lords, Mm. that you are the almighty, but you also don't hesitate to bend down and pick us up from the ashes. And so, Mm. Lord, we just relish in your character. And God, I pray um, right now for whoever who's listening to this, God, that you would wrap them up with your peace and your grace. Lord, would your presence surround them in such a way that they know that they can't go another minute without relationship with you. And Lord, would you just pour out your peace in a way that just breaks down all shame and all discouragement. Um, Jesus, you are the perfect person to be in relationship with. And so we just ask you now humbly, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to connect with the Father like you do. Teach us how to be like you. Um, and teach us how to enjoy you. So Jesus, mm. we love you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And we believe and know it is true that at your name, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And we relish that you are our dad and nothing can come between you and us and the love you have for us. So we love you, God, and we praise you. And it's in your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Kelsey Yock, thank you so much Yay. for hanging out with me in this cabin. So. <laughs> you uh, guys- Awesome. <laughs> slash studio <laughs> no uh anyways okay that's it for us iron bill ministries podcast and kelsey Ock. i'm Stephen mccorder you guys have an amazing week take care